Welcome to another episode of JB Takes, postseason edition. I'm Logan, that's Kyle, and Kyle, how excited are you for the postseason? Well, the postseason is here. You spent an entire weekend watching postseason wrestling, so did you have fun? Good drive? Oh my goodness, <laughs> was it ever. Are you looking at my notes? Because this, no, is, exact, not, this is actually exactly <laughs> what I wanted to open with. So I'm up in the cities. I drive west down like 212 out the southwest side of the cities, and I go through Hutchinson, Buffalo Lake, Hector, and Stewart. You're familiar with the the wrestling co-op, right? Yep, yep. And those cities. Are you aware how big those cities are? Well, Hutchinson's not a bad-sized town. Hutchinson's pretty big. Hutchinson's like 14,500. Okay. But like Buffalo Lake, which by the way... False advertising. No Buffalo. No lake, <laughs> no lake in Buffalo Lake. Over over two right there. And then Hector and Stewart. Do you know how big those three towns are? No. So Buffalo Lake is seven hundred and thirty three. Hector is one thousand and twelve. And Stewart is four hundred and eighty nine. So it's basically like a grain bin setup with a couple houses. Each of those three <laughs> towns. So all better than Mazeppa. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That was Kyle for the record. So the po- I, I had, I can say that. Yeah. So I had a guy talk to me yesterday and he says I need to keep, keep on Mazeppa. Yeah. And he has Mazeppa ties. Okay. Which is interesting. So that was, that was something I learned yesterday. Good. Don't has, let up on Mazeppa. He has good Mazeppa ties or like he has bad Mazeppa ties. So he wants you to kind of. Well, I'm assuming. He's he has Mazeppa ties. Okay. He, yeah. Yep. So anywho. Uh, all right. Well, we might you might have to keep working that then. I'm yep. not gonna join you, but I won't stop you. Speaking so, of trivia, this on. is real random though. Okay. What county in Minnesota does not have a lake? Speaking of random false advertising. Does Good U County count with Lake yeah, Pepin? Yeah, County does, yeah. Because Lake Pepin is on the edge and there. And Billsby's like the fake lake and it, all that. Sorry, it, Cannon Falls Randolph area. And we just got canceled <laughs> by another community. So, it's a section one. It's section one. Not Olmstead Dodge. No. Wabasha? No. Mauer. Mauer? Yeah. I Mauer would, County. I didn't know that was a count, yeah, county. Like I thought Austin. that was just a Hall of Fame baseball player. <laughs> yeah, I think Austin, Grand Meadow, down in that ballpark. There's okay. no lakes to be had. Okay. So speaking of trivia, sorry, I got another one. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, one it's more not trivia. Go ahead. One more. But I was listening to the Al and Josh podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh my! You mean Al. the Al and Josh and Brandon Lundy? And apparently podcast. Brandon Lundy. Yeah. Yeah. Al, I think there was a question asked. I kind of tuned out for ten minutes, and they were still trying to answer the trivia question. And then at the end. No answer. I'm like, who is this? Logan Brewer reincarnated? If there was a Logan and Al podcast, it would oh, be man. it would be two hours of us trying to answer one trivia question. It would We'd never get to it. Yeah. So So I gotta backtrack, Kyle. Where I was sorry. trying to sorry. go with this Hutchinson point is you get a lot of time to think on that drive from the cities to Redwood Valley High School. And as I was driving through all these small towns of Buffalo Lake, Hector and Stewart. I was thinking to myself, why don't they just call it Hutchinson area, right? Like it's Albert Lee area. It's not Albert Lee, Alden, Conger, Glenville, Emmons. And then I decided 
I think I like that better. I think I like it better with all the small towns in there. So like GMLOS? Yes. Versus like Zumbrota area? Correct. The way they branch out. So I'd like to work workshop a couple different ideas for you here, okay? okay? Yep. So option A is Kenyon Wanamingo. Okay. Option B <laughs> is Kenyon Bombay Near Strand Hater Roscoe Wanamingo. Do you have a bias towards either one of those? I like the you you keep stacking them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. I like that. I like that. Too. Or good you Belchester Bell Creek, Belvedere, White Rock Vesa, Claybank. Is White Hay Rock Creek. considered Cannon Falls, though? There would probably have to be a discussion had about yeah. that one. All right. Yeah. So I'm pro I'm pro team names. As many as possible, get them in there. <laughs> I like the area, actually, I think. Just get to the point. Yeah. But I'm also an Albert Lee fan, unlike you, so that would make sense. Well, that's a good place to start because <laughs> Maggie Olson had a heck of a tournament at 100 pounds, but... Even before we go get to that, I got to say, have you ever been to an all-girls tournament, like strictly only girls wrestling? I have not. And I haven't either. And on the drive back, I was thinking the majority of our listening audience probably has not as well because there's only four sanctioned events per year. You know, if you want to go to an entire day of wrestling where it's strictly girls wrestling, it's the section tournament in the area. It's the Pine Island tournament. It's simply like these events are still pretty rare. And hopefully that's not the case in the future, but they are right now. So for the majority of our listening audience that hasn't been to an all-girls tournament, what I would say is the same things that we love about wrestling at the boys' section tournament, the unpredictability, the excitement, the adrenaline, that's all there, and that's just as real. Like It still has that same electricity, Redwood Valley did a phenomenal job hosting it. The sport in that sense is the same, but it's also a little bit different. Just like the technical aspects of the wrestling, the style. Um, at this point in time, in, in this point in the lifespan of girls wrestling, there's more pins. So it is very much the same sport, but it's also kind of different in that aspect, if that makes sense. Yeah. How and, it's wrestled. And you mentioned that, Redwood, you sent some pictures. That's a pretty impressive facility. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. I just assumed it was some random small town out in the cornfield, western Minnesota. It kind of is <laughs> a little bit. It's a population of like 5,000. There's a little valley there where Jackpot Junction is, the casino, on your way out there. So I did talk to a couple coaches that stayed at the casino. I'm not going to say who or wasn't, <laughs> was or wasn't on the, the floor because this is a high school wrestling podcast, but uh, that was an option if they wanted to partake. So that's where all the parents were. That's where all the parents were. Yep. Good. Yep. So a lot of head coaches there. That was cool to see. You know, they have a lot of these these men, I think all head coaches at this point in section one and three are men, but they have JV kids off wrestling. They have their own kids. So it was great to see a bunch of head coaches there, tons of female coaches as well, which was awesome to see the dynamic between the female coaches and their athletes. Still not enough female officials, but you know, overall a great atmosphere. I think it was, uh, it's pretty welcoming. So I was thinking about that the other day. How do you even get involved to be an official? Let's say you had some random person that, hey, I want to be an official. Who do you even contact? 
Alan Josh. Alan Josh. Just give them a call. <laughs> they know somebody. We should probably figure that out. Or just ask an official, I suppose, after the match. That's a good question. Come up question. to them nice, though, like, because they might be thinking you're coming in hot to right. give them an earful. Yeah, if you're walking up to Bill Olsen, you could tell him he got a nice haircut because he did. <laughs> He's looking sharp. He's looking very sharp. <laughs> it's that time of year. So, Yeah, no, that's definitely a good point. Just go talk to an official, I guess. Um, so for the actual wrestling, Maggie Olsen, I had mentioned her earlier. Another observation I had is a lot of these programs that only have one or two wrestlers like Albert Lee, I think Maggie Olson was the only one competing there for the Tigers. That kind of takes a lot of courage to go down there on your own and wrestle with not even a practice partner. Like I saw her brother Michael Olson was there. He was uh, in the corner coaching and working film as well. I, I don't know if he was a practice partner option there, but uh, for those of you that want to be state champs, that's the type of dedication it takes. Go coach your, <laughs> coach go, your sister. Coach your do sister. Do film for her. Yep. So, um, I sh- but don't you think, uh, for the girls wrestling, just being this new, they probably had to do that traveling to like tournaments around the state during freestyle and Greco season. You know, there's probably a lot of car rides with just mom or dad and athlete and, and maybe a couple others randomly from around the area. But I bet it's kind of, I bet it's not that new for them. It's new to us. It's, no, know, but- it's probably not. And hopefully this is one of the last years that we'll end up saying it. Like I talked to people who, we're hopeful, like I am, that there could be eight section tournaments as soon as next year. And I think, you know, in section one, that might be a blessing and a curse because section one had some of the best numbers down there out of sections one, two, three, and four. So, you know, it might be a little bit challenging to get out of section one as opposed to two, three, and four. But, you know, at least you're hosting the event in your home area, competing against your home competition, and you're also getting more entrance up the state tournament i just don't know how long the state high school league can afford to only have eight women brackets up at the state tournament and continue with 16 for boys it just i mean number one logically doesn't make sense ethically there's questions as well too so we'll see if that changes soon so speaking of section one and kind of dominating they the girls really took this section one versus the world serious i i feel i didn't see any section one versus the world t-shirts but i felt that energy you felt it yeah I, by the results i got a trivia question mm-hmm. how many section one qualifiers were there so i actually did my studying for this trivia question kyle you're gonna get this wrong there were 17 incorrect we've <laughs> adopted hastings i've told you that from the beginning there's 21 21 21 qualifiers counting Hastings. Well, yeah, because you look at like Hastings in comparison to where those other section was that three. Yeah, Eastridge. All oh, Eastridge. It's 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 weird. It's a rainbow across yeah. the state. So we got Hastings. Twenty one of the twenty. Can we get Eastridge as well? Because they had a pretty solid tournament. Yeah, we haven't. We adopted Hastings from day one. You know what's really really weird? Eastridge is section three. Simley is section two or four. So it's literally. The team directly in between Marshall and Eastridge is in a completely different section. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was all right because of numbers and stuff like that. Isn't that how they had to draw the lines? Uh, yeah, but participation numbers, yeah. whatever. Either it, way, it's it's above our pay section grades. one versus the world. Twenty one of twenty six. Section seven better be scared on the boys' side if this is how uh, if there's any indication of things to come. 
I'm glad you brought up Section 7 because we had a listener, a very loyal listener, a great listener, who messaged me and said that I need to put you on trial again (laughs) for all of your Section 7 mentions. They seem to think you have a love affair with Section 7. Well, this will blow that out of the water. I happened to just jump on the forum here while you were rambling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says ranking of all sections, all three classes. And I just chuckle. So I open that up just because I haven't seen that one today. And uh, the very first post after the question about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Here's another section one thread. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, who, let's talk results. Who posted that? <laughs> I don't even know. Is it somebody I would know? No, they actually all look different. Wasn't boss, man. Wasn't Boss Man? No, I actually like. I'm a fan of Boss Man. <laughs> boss Man and I are on good terms. All right, so girls, let's talk about uh, who's headed to the XL Energy Center. So the actual wrestling, Maggie Olson. I Quick mentioned her name. Question before we dive into that, I'm just jumping all over. You're when did the brackets come out for this? Oh, that's they're not like today, are they? So that's like that's the last note I had on this. Here is that there's two and a half weeks before these girls actually wrestle again. I don't know when brackets come out. I think logically it would make sense to say that it would be the same time that it came out with the boys because all of those are same housed in the same track wrestling tournament. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So they wouldn't reveal like part of the brackets and then wait for the boys a double A, triple A. That could be. Yeah. Either way, we should tell the, the folks what we're going to do, right? So we're going to do this episode. Then next week we're going to have two where we break down all of the teams around the state and then we also do our section Mm -hmm. one wrap up and then the following week we're going to break down section one individuals and then all of the individual brackets around the state so that is correct and you are all over the place today (laughs) (laughs) this is usually me we need to rein you in a little bit it's been a good week i actually went to my first i sat at a wrestling tournament all day for the first time all year oh yeah that reminds me it got me going i had another accusation sent to me about you (laughs) Did they notice what shirt I was wearing? Yes. (laughs) That's the accusation I got. The tournament Kyle was at was the HVL JV Invitational. And I got a text message that he was there and he was wearing purple. He's wearing a Good You Wildcats shirt. And that was strategic. And no longer... Are you not neutral anymore? Well, not at a JV tournament. No. Of course not. I'm all purple at JV. All right. Fair enough. We'll give you that one. We're we're not going to put you on trial for that one. But just know there's an investigation still being... underwent okay 100 100 pounds so maggie olson had an awesome tournament i mentioned she was the only wrestler there for albert lee she kind of dominated she had two pins and then a 10 to 3 victory in the finals do you have brackets in front of you i've got the results i can get the brackets I just want to know who got second there because I didn't write ivy it down brandenburg of hastings ivy brandenburg of hastings section one yep Yep. So Maggie Olson just she dominated that one from the start to finish. She looked really good. She's, I believe, just a ninth grader, an eighth or a ninth grader. And you're gonna notice that as a trend with a lot of these wrestlers. It's like there's gonna be a couple seniors mixed in, like Lauren Honkin won it at one oh six for LARP, but the majority of these girls are underclassmen that are gonna be coming back for two or three years to keep wrestling. And the skill level of the sport overall is just going to grow very quickly because of that. So Maggie Olson had a great tournament. I mentioned Lauren Honkin at 106. If you thought Maggie Olson's tournament was dominant, Lauren Honkin had four 
first period pins on the way to her section title. That's not too bad. I think the way she's wrestling, she very, very well could be in the hunt for a state title. She was one of the few seniors um, that that won a section tournament. And then Kyle, noticeably, no Callie Graber in the 106-pound bracket. That is correct. I was right on that. You are revising history. <laughs> Once again. I don't know about that. I just said, who knows? You need to start listening to me more, okay? <laughs> that is good. So that means that'll be fun. She's going to be on the boys' side at 107, That's we're assuming. That should be. That yep. should be the case. Yep. That triple A one oh seven bracket could be could be pretty fun. At one hundred and twelve pounds. Well did you t- you didn't talk one oh six, Macy Schaefer got second. Oh yes, thank you. I didn't put that down. She kinda dominated in the uh wrestleback with a eighteen to one tech fall. Yep. So, yeah. Look at that. Already we got four of four. All section one. Also, yes, four, 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 section one with an asterisk. And then the third place match. Could you read the score of the third place match in the 106 oh, wow. pound bracket? Yeah, Trinity Yates versus Kylie Knutson. 20 to 18. 20 to 18. That is 38 points scored in one match. I don't think I scored 38 points in my entire wrestling career. No, you didn't. Maybe stall esca- camp. Maybe escapes. Speaking of that, stall camp. Yeah. You said you heard uh, a Byron coach <laughs> yelling out. No, I something. did not. I we're not saying which which program yelled anything. We are not. <laughs> we are not getting into that. Absolutely not. All right. Sounds good. Uh, one twelve. Yeah, one hundred and twelve. So there were so many hammers in this bracket. You might as well have just called it a toolbox. That's <laughs> terrible because. Anyway, continue. I was working on that one all night. Swing and a miss. I hope it landed with our with our crowd. There was a really good semifinal there. Lauren Ellsmore and Gabby Von Berge of Hutchinson met up in the semis. I believe Von Berge was the five seed, and she was the number two ranked wrestler in the state. So I think that just really displays the depth of the 112-pound bracket. That semi was a barn burner. Von Berge was up by one going into the third period, chose top. And then Lauren Ellsmore got a reversal partway through the period, rides it out for the win, just cool, calm, and collected the entire time. And then uh, Ellsmore met up with one of the rocks from Laverne. I don't remember if it was, I think it was Bernie. There's Bernie and CC, and there's a bunch of other. It was Bernie, Bernie it, Rock, Laverne. It, it was Bernie, feel the burn. So there's a bunch of rocks from Laverne. There's boys. Um, that are really good state-level wrestlers as well. So Lauren Ellsmore lost to Bernie Rock in the finals, but then bounced back nicely, won her true second. So she's going to go back to state again. I think this one was at least like six wrestlers deep with with girls that could have been wrestling at the state tournament. So if I had to to pick a deepest or, or most talented or most fun bracket, I would say 112 would be right there in the mix. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, too, right? Those first few weights last week uh-huh. could be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I was actually just Googling. You probably don't remember. This is back in mind. Reggie Rock. I was like, I wonder if that's like a relative. It's not even spelled the same last name and not even close to the same part of the state. So disregard. Do you think they're related to Dwayne the Rock? Well, sure. Johnson? Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Do you- There's a lot of those, right? The Rocks and Laverne. 
There's a ton of them. There's Five. a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Could, do you have the track wrestling page pulled up? Yeah. Could you do me a favor and click on, is there a tab that says like weight classes? Because it sure as heck seemed like there were a lot of wrestlers skewed towards this region. Like it was either the 118 or 124 bracket had 20 some girls in it as opposed oh, yeah, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we had wrestler count, you're saying? So in yeah. the 100 pound bracket, we had 10, 106 was 12. 118 12 was 11 118 was 14 124 mm-hmm. was 17 130 was one was 21 mm-hmm. 36 was 8 mm-hmm. 42 was 13 48 was 7 55 was 11 mm-hmm. 70 was 12 90 was 5 and 235 was 8 so yeah so i don't know how you combat that right because you don't want 21 or 22 girls or whatever it was in one bracket and then seven in the next but if you're going to be shifting around the weight classes because there's more wrestlers condensed at that specific spot then you're going to end up spreading out weight classes more right and you're going to have wrestlers wrestling each other who weigh who have very different weights you know what i mean so yeah, maybe and this this is this happens on the boys side all the time too. I don't, you know, the reason I think it's skewed is you have two sections combined. You know, so you're going to have some brackets that are just naturally bigger. And you would if you did the same thing if you did the boys. I mean, you look pre so before this year when 14 weights, I mean, or even on AAA. Mm-hmm. If we look at AAA, you're going to have eight man brackets and you're going to have like four or five right. probably. Right. Right. So. And I think that's probably something they're going to have to deal with when they go to eight sections is like the 170 or 190 pound bracket. There very well may be some three or four individual brackets, but it's something that's just going to have to be dealt with. And I think that's right there why it's not as cut and dry. Well, they just need to go to eight sections. Mm-hmm. You know, you split up these two and you have a bracket of five. Well, now you've got a bracket of two and three or maybe even one and four, depending on how right. it's split. So. Right. It's not a yeah, not as easy as just eight sections. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. Maybe they it, do something kind of like it's it's six sections and they take three. I don't know how you would do it, but there's ways you could get creative. Yep. I mean, eventually they're going to have to work towards that. Like the the way that the sport's growing and the excitement. So, they're going to have to they'll get it right eventually or get it as close as right as they can. The 118 pound bracket was absolute chaos. That was one going in that just looked to be wide open, and that was kind of confirmed for us. It was the three seed and four seed that ended up going to state. Brandy Christensen from Grand Meadow, Leroy Ostrander, Southland, and uh, I forget her first name, Holtz, Holtzley from Fillmore Central, Lanesboro, Mabel Canton, pinned her way through the tournament. So there we go again, Kyle, section one, taking the number one and number two spots. And number three and number four. And number five and okay. number six. Okay. This is the section one versus the world bracket right here. <laughs> I crowned it of the cha- of the of or the at, tournament. Or at least section one versus section three. Wow. Section yeah. three is part of the world though. It is. So gotta tackle the section before you can tackle the world. That's right. That's right. And I think Holtzley and uh Christensen were both underclassmen. That one was a pretty fun final, actually. Brandy Christensen got the first takedown. Holtzley got a reversal in the pin. Um, I think Christensen, she's got an exciting style. She can score points. She's good on the feet. She's going she's gonna to bounce back nicely. I could see her handling things well at state. 
I was one of the wrestlers that I was most impressed with was Laney Houts of Northfield, who won the 124 pound bracket. I'd seen her wrestle down at the Clash previously, actually on the boys' side of the tournament. And I know that Chloe Berg, who she wrestled in the finals and beat, she had actually lost to in overtime at Pine Island. So that was a really impressive comeback, you know, beat an opponent who beat you in the past from Laney Houts. And then she is just, she's got great focus. You could tell she was locked in. One of those things where, you know, you see a kid has tunnel vision as a coach, you just let them go do their thing. So she looked awesome. I think she's going to do really well at the state tournament. And then Chloe Berg was a state finalist last year. So be fun to, you know, she's got an exciting style as well. That'll play at state. She could definitely end up in that spot again. As a newbie here to uh, girls, these records are all girls records. I believe so. Yeah. I, I had to ask that question as well. And the answer I got is yes, that should be all girls because I was wondering like, who was it? Hattie Mathry yep. at 136. You'll notice she has eight losses. I was watching her yesterday and I was like, I don't know who in the heck has beat her eight times, but apparently these are only records against girls throughout the season. Gotcha. Okay. So 130, that was another bracket similar to the 118 pound bracket. There was a lot of chaos in that one. The five and three seeds made the finals. Charlotte Ferry a seventh grader from Fillmore Central, Lanesboro, Mabel Canton. She got a true second, but ended up losing. She's definitely going to be around for years to come as just a seventh grader. Could you remind me, was that a rock at 130 or is that Ava Dillon? Ava Dillon. Ava Dillon. Ava Dillon from Redwood Valley. Redwood Valley loved her. Redwood Valley, uh, she was their girl. You could they tell. They came out yeah, and supported. Yeah, like the, the whole school. Yep. Yep. yep, you feel that energy. So. But Annabelle Norquist of Hastings... She got second there, so and she was the five seed, nice. I believe. I had not heard her name before this, but she she was locked in as well. She had a very good tournament. I would say my personal favorite final was at one thirty six. So that was Diane Smith, the two time state finalist, taking on Hattie Mathry of Byron. Learned that Hattie had gotten third as a seventh grader, third as an eighth grader. So this year she was she was just super excited, super motivated to get to state, and you could really tell she was on a mission. She ended up beating Diane Smith. I think it was eight to three or nine to three, and nine three, nine three. And I believe she'd lost to Diane Smith if it wasn't earlier this year. It was last year at some point, but she looked great. She was just in attack mode the entire time. Had some phenomenal shots, great finishes. Um, Definitely can tell she's a big-time leader in the Byron room as well, just the way the other girls respond. And I also got to give a prop to the Byron community. Like It's not just the the wrestlers and the coaches. Their fans showed up big-time, and they were super loud, made their presence felt. And then you know when you see Coach Radke and Coach Justice sitting in the corner, and then they got like five ducklings sitting next to them like between statisticians other wrestlers just <laughs> like lines. yeah like little you know ducklings that follow around the parents they I just, think it would be little bear cubs bear cubs bear. <laughs> little bear cubs radke's bear cubs radke's bear cubs exactly but they they're just so supported so supportive and they have such a great energy coming out of the corner and i think that's something that's really underrated like when you've got a coaching staff and a corner that's incredibly engaged 
that can be really invigorating for a wrestler. So that was good to see. Hattie Matthews is stud. Now I hope, really hope that this uh, state bracket comes out and we got like a one seed and a two seed or like a two three and a four five or something to get these two separate and let's see this yeah. a rematch in the state finals. That'd be kind of fun because the first time I did a little research. Did you? The first time they wrestled, I think uh, Mathry was actually up by like five as well, and then okay. got hit with a mean headlock. So to uh, that was this year. Oh, okay. It was. So that wasn't Diane Pine Smith. Island, was it? Uh, was that a tournament? Yep. It was somewhere. Yep. It was at a tournament. And then, uh, yeah, so Diane Smith got the first one. So that split 1-1. One, one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be fun to see again. The great Mathry-Smith debate at the state tournament. We'll have to have that. We'll have to. So We'll have to. As big as the uh, the Lochner-Swanson debate, maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 142, Aaliyah Fisher of Owatonna won her bracket with three first period pins. Doesn't get better than that. I don't have it in front of me. Do we know who went to state with her at 142? Hannah Radicek from Marshall. Ooh, okay. Is that how you say that? Radicek? Okay. Radicek? Section 3 did send a few kids to state, huh? Yeah, only like four. Not section three versus the world, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And then so 148. This one was the only seed that like I was tossing and turning in my sleep on Friday night. I don't get this. Skylar Little Soldier, two-time state champ, was the three seed. Yeah, why? Well, I have no idea. I was talking to an assistant coach there. Everybody was baffled by it, and uh the explanation we got was the algorithm. She came in the undefeated. Algorithm. She was 7-0. and So I don't know if her having less regular season matches this year did something. The one and the two seed in that bracket, though, those were both state place winners last year, I believe. She won it, though, last year, right? I thought so. Huh. Well, because if she hadn't won it last year, then that would have been a conversation point, right? She's a state, yeah. state champ two years ago, didn't win it last year. I have that somewhere. I'll have to look that up. But don't you have, like, I was so confused by your tweet about who was the first one to win a oh, match you, at the state I tournament. Knew you were, I knew you were going to well, call me out about well, this. Well, I had people asking me yesterday, and I'm like, honestly, I'm just as confused as you are right now. So on the podcast last week, I said that it was Skylar Little Soldier who, who had gotten the, who had won the first match at the boys tournament as a girl wrestling in the boys' tournament. It was actually Charlie Raymond of Simley. So my first sin was getting the fact wrong. My second sin was that I tweeted out, I apologize, talented little soldier did not have the first win as a girl in the boys' tournament. It was actually Charlie Raymond. So then I screwed up Skylar's name, and instead of saying Skylar Little Soldier, I said Talon Little Soldier. Is that like He's a, her brother. Oh, I was going to say, where did that come from? So I went, I took Charlie Raymond's accomplishment, and I gave the credit to Skylar Little Soldier, and then I kind of passed it on to her brother, Talon Little Soldier. She is not a fan of you. I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. And the way she wrestled yesterday, I better find a way to get on her good side pretty quickly. <laughs> What do you, wait? What weight do you think she was last year? I'm in the. I would say probably 140, somewhere oh, around there. 138, negative 145. Yeah, she won it last year. Yeah, I don't get it. And she was seven and zero coming into the tournament. So, 
16 and oh it says to finish so however many matches she had but either way yeah I, that doesn't make sense it's been the one seed well it's all right see seeds don't matter for all you guys out there that may be frustrated today with seeds we have they don't matter kyle i have to ask the question i would be remiss if i didn't is the track wrestling algorithm anti-section one is is the formal track. complaint is coming if it is <laughs> do we need to file a complaint because <laughs> hastings is honorary section one i know we do need to stand up for them if something happens at the state tournament where she's under un, un, uh, we are going to be picketing outside the xl energy center the only yeah i have no idea interesting all right you I, do I, some investigative journalism and get to the bottom of that i'm curious actually now all how you have a state champ undefeated state champ that gets the three seed i'll do it at camp Blasphemy. i'll look into it uh 155 erica hansen was lake city's section champion she won her bracket with three pins she was on a mission she is very good from the top position she was it was like erica hansen gets on top it's over good night so great tournament from her um callie's from rochester mayo got second she's gonna be she's gonna be heading to the state tournament Rochester Mayo, I would say another program like Byron that's done a really nice job. They've got a few girls coming through here at 55, 70, 90, names that you'll probably recognize for a few years going forward. Uh, Taya Viker will be one of those people. She was up at 170, made it to the finals, had a huge pin in a tight match in her semifinal, but ultimately did end up losing her true second. So she's not going to be going to state, but then up at 190. Olivia Martinez of Rochester Mayo, the seventh grader, is going to state. So Rochester Mayo had a state entrant at 155, a third-place finisher at 170, and a second-place finisher at 190. So they've got a nice run of wrestlers through there. If they could maybe fill out the, the lower weights a little bit, they could have a pretty darn good team, I think, when the team competition becomes a thing. Um one the 190 final that was katie whelan of fillmore central lanesboro mabel canton who pinned olivia martinez whelan i think is a, a senior and martinez was just a seventh grader so that oh, wow. was yeah. kind of fun to see you know the future and the current clash or a little bit of age difference there whelan maybe was just a little bit better wrestler on the mat which kind of made the difference but Olivia Martinez, just a seventh grader. She's got great feet. She's quick. She's athletic. Remember that name, Kyle. Okay, if you need to write it down because you're all over the place today, write it down. I got it. Olivia Martinez. (laughs) And then one of my favorite brackets, favorite matches the entire tournament, 235, Maddie Hamilton of Byron. I believe she was the four seed or the three seed. Do you have that bracket pulled up? Nope, I can grab it. Take your time. I think she was the three seed. Her semifinal match was an absolute thriller. It went 0-0 at the end of the first. She got turned for three in the second. And then there was there was a couple penalty points or a clasping call or something. I believe it was 4-2 to two late in the third when Hamilton was on top. And the whole period, she's just throwing cross faces, trying power halves, trying to thread a bar, do anything she can to turn. um, God, I forget who she was wrestling, but she was just working the entire period for a turn. Haley Barr from Marshall. And I think Barr was undefeated. She was going into the tournament. Yes. Two losses at the end. Yes. So Barr was undefeated. Hamilton is just this big underdog. There's like, there's single 
digit number of ticks left on the clock. There's like eight seconds left on the clock. You look over and head coach Radke, you know, he's kind of got his hands on his hips. Justice is over there as well. They're a little bit exasperated because they've been dancing and jumping and screaming the whole third period. And <laughs> and then Hamilton sees just like a crack of daylight where Barr's shoulder kind of pulled up off the mat or she started to like rotate to her right. And Hamilton just like grabs her shoulder, jumps on top, powers through for a turn with like four seconds left, gets three swipes, ends up winning by a point or excuse me, three near falls. She got all five swipes. She got her near fall. And it's the walk-off winner at the buzzer. And the Byron section just erupted. It was electric. And you got it all on tape. And you got it all on tape. It's check, on, yeah, you got to check that Instagram post out. Yep, check out the JV Takes Instagram page. It was it was fantastic. Watch it a few times. Watch the, the almost pin. But then just focus your eyes past that and see what's going on in the corner with the coaches. <laughs> and just enjoy there's a few different people like it's probably a 30 second clip i would say watch it seven or eight times and each time you watch it just pick out a different individual yeah that is to true. watch that, yep it it was awesome it was special um and then in the finals jeriana marshall of rochester mayo won that bracket she got a pin she's incredible on the mat she really is. She was a state place winner last year. She's going to be heading back there this year. I think she's got a really good shot to to do some damage again. So, yeah, she got third last year. She got third last, last year. So. Mm-hmm. Well, good. So overall, sounds like a really good uh, experience for you. First time at a section girls tournament. It was. The energy is really good. That's that's the biggest thing for me is like it was exciting the whole time. There were great matches going on throughout the whole day. You could feel how invested the girls were, the crowd were. It was like Civic Center type energy without the Civic Center. And eventually someday, you know, Section 1 might be at the Civic Center. So it was a it was a cool experience. And I hope someday I get to tell people that I was at the last or one of the last non-Section 1 girls wrestling tournaments because it was Section 1 and 3. And Alan and Josh have talked about this a little bit. It's- they say it's kind of like the feel of like a volleyball cheering, softball cheering atmosphere kind of yep. all in one. It is. It's got a little bit of that energy. Yep. And I will say a lot more hugs given out in girls wrestling than boys <laughs> wrestling. I, don't, I have never seen so many hugs given to opponents. It was, uh, it was awesome. Well, good. Well, to wrap that up, I mean, we'll just have to pay attention next week. We'll hopefully it'll be next week. We'll start going through the brackets. Oh no, no, no. I'm too, I'm a week ahead, but we'll start going through yeah. the brackets once we have them and kind of see where section one fits. We got a lot of, a lot of girls to follow up at the state tournament. So that'll be a lot of fun. We do. And from the wrestlers perspective, it's also a little bit odd now that they're going to sit and kind of hang out for two and a half weeks, right? Because there's most of these girls aren't going to be wrestling in the team portion of sections. Maybe some of them will be alternates, but it's going to be basically like 10 to 12 straight days of practice before they compete again. So it'll be a little bit odd, but, you know, there's stuff they can refine, get in better shape, um, you know, help Coach Radke get his blood pressure down a little bit again. <laughs> so plenty of time for that. I, I, I understand why, you know, they didn't want to compete with section boys team or section individual boys, you know, that might mm-hmm. get trouble pulling everybody in different directions it's it just it could be ideal but just you know if you were to slap it right on top of boys team sections or boys individual sections some of these schools might not be able to send enough coaches to different places 
or these there's the aspect of facilities if you want to just add on a girls portion at the same school so i get having it a separate weekend it makes a ton of sense in the future we'll you know just kind of pay attention and see what they have uh to make there for accommodations absolutely girls we have anything left on girls sections no but um no no but a good segue a good segue into section boys tournament yep is brandon lund oh go ahead i was gonna say sponsors we can't forget about sponsors no we'll 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 make the people wait for the brandon lundy appearance on the alan josh show and actually this would be a good time this is a teaser listen to the sponsors then hit pause go find the most recent episode of alan josh there's Mm -hmm. about a 10 minute clip or so with brandon lundy Mm -hmm. called in and uh and then come back to us and we will break it down Yes, exactly. So So let's go tennis style here with the sponsors. Actually, you're busy. I'm going to go right through the sponsors. We'll start with Riley and Dylan Heeman. You should know how to spell it by now. They have a website. They're using it to branch out. They do a great job with tree services, whether it's residential, whatever your field. Give Riley and Dylan Heeman a call. Hogum Insurance in La Crosse. Michael Otomo is there, and he's got you covered for business, life, home, auto, all these different things, give them a call. And I was also looking into Hogan Insurance a little bit this week. I believe they have a branch in Rochester as well for the local folks. So check that out. Uh, we also have Ag Partners in Goodhue for your dry fertilizer needs. Uh, you know, whatever. If you've got crop, you have agronomy, go ahead, give them a call. Lodemeyers in Goodhue as well for grain implement needs, buildings, uh, grain bins, not silos. And then the last one is Ace Moving and Warehouse in Rochester for all your moving needs. So those are our sponsors, Kyle. And God darn it, we appreciate our sponsors, don't we? Absolutely. They make they make the world go round. They make this a lot easier. They make it a lot easier. Yep, that's for sure. They help us take on the world. It's, <laughs> man, it's not easy leading the charge against the world, you know, as the honorary spokespeople for Section 1. But, uh, you know. They make it possible. And speaking of taking on the world, the first round of t-shirts have been printed. Oh, now we're talking. We have them in our possession. We started to trickle a few of them out. So I think the second round, so the ones that ordered maybe later in the deadline time frame, they should be here maybe this week, I heard. So okay. we should hopefully have them uh, for the section tournament time. Logan is going to hand deliver all of them, unless you live in Wisconsin, like my aunt that ordered one. We'll have to ship that one. And maybe way west Minnesota. Yeah. And if you're from Iowa and you ordered one, you're not getting it. <laughs> Don't plan on it. It's not happening. Everyone else will try and find people at the section tournament, drop yeah, we'll them off and stuff. Um, I like, I don't know. I like hearing people's feedback. So Yeah, if, absolutely. Yeah. The one guy I don't like to hear feedback from. Though. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> can, can I give the quick backstory? Just very, the, yeah, the uh, abridged yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. So if you're familiar with Brandon Lundy, He's someone who's from the area, graduate of Zambrota Mazeppa. I would say kind of a ren- friend, kind of a rival of Kyle's. Zero and- friendship there. <laughs> so they're rivals. <laughs> and he has came on twice now to Alan Josh's podcast, the other wrestling podcast in Minnesota, to you know do some talking. Would you say spread nonsense or a little yeah, bit of that? Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of everything when he opts on. It is. It's a ride. It is a ride. So yeah. so there's the backstory, and it sounds like Lundy was up to it again. Yeah, and I, and 
if you haven't listened and you just disregarded what we said earlier about pausing and go and listen, go listen. It's good. There's some good insight there. Um, but I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here, Logan. All right. I agree with Brandon Lundy twice. What? Yeah. It what? Was, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. Um, Brandon. Are you all right? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to tell your wife to get the... T- Check your temperature here. My For the goodness. first time in my life, I listened to Brandon Lundy, and I'm like, whew. The only thing I didn't agree with is that somebody hired him president of a snowmobile club. That is, or elected. That's not, that's Rig- weird. Rigged. Yeah. Rigged election. So, so Brandon Lundy uh, is talking about scouting, right, a little bit. I'll just go brief. I agree with you, Brandon, there. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to Alan Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two. Oh, okay. What I don't agree with, though. Okay. So Brandon's talking about the slide pin. Oh, yeah. Right? Officials. The slide pin. The official dives across the mat, belly all over the mat, boom, touch fall. Back in the day, yeah, there was like, you know, the legends of refing all could do it. And they did it with just grace and ease. He's trying to convince these geriatrics now to go out there and try to do that. <laughs> we will have broken hips. I mean, when he mentioned, well, I won't say who he mentioned, but... That's not a good combination on a slide pin. Just to clarify, did you say geriatrics? So, <laughs> but the other thing that's kind of frustrating, and I didn't really agree with this, he literally name dropped every single ref that could possibly be refing a potential section finals for ZM. Yeah. I'm like, could you make it any more obvious that you, you know, are so trying to get in the good graces? I'm, I'm not picking a side here. You're saying that it's possible Brandon Lundy was buttering up the officials. Before a very big section final, a big, very big potential section final. I'm going to lean on the side that he really misses the electricity. Okay. He just got caught up in the moment and it might have came off that way. Okay. Because we got to see it. I mean, Brandon Lundy speaks, things happen. (laughs) And it wasn't more than what, 48 hours after, uh, after influencer Brandon Lundy. So I think you're right. I think the Alan Josh podcast comes out on Tuesday, and all of a sudden, Thursday night, the slide pin is making a comeback. It's back. Yeah. It was back in a big way. Oh my gosh, was it ever. It could not have came in a bigger moment. So down in Houston, Caledonia Houston is hosting La Crescent and Goodyear for a triangular. Caledonia Houston's Owen Denstad, one of the best wrestlers in program history, back-to-back third-place finisher at state, Future Peacock going to Upper Iowa to wrestle. And he is two wins away from breaking the all-time Caledonia-Houston school record for wins. Taylor DeFrang is wrestling. I don't... Or excuse me, refing. I don't know if Taylor DeFrang is keyed in on the moment or he knows what's coming. But Taylor DeFrang steps up in the biggest way possible when Owen Denstead... Sends his opponent to his back. His the Crescent Lancer goes straight to his back, and out of nowhere comes Taylor DeFrang sliding across the mat like a penguin in Antarctica, <laughs> and boom, letting out a thunderous slap on the mat. Electricity through the gym, record broken, sliding pin, all caught on tape by Alex Vandenhuten. Was there right in the right spot, right time? Absolutely beautiful. How perfect of a moment. Taylor DeFrang stepping up in the biggest way possible. Owen Denstad stepping up in the biggest way possible. And Alex Vandenhuten stepping up in the biggest way possible. It's like a trifecta of just JV takes guys. 
Can we claim all of them? They're ours. <laughs> They're ours. Yeah. So I've been watching this too because Lundy implied that refs would get out of position just so they could do the sliding pin. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think Denstead hit this so fast that. W- what was the move? Did, w- was well, it an arm bar? Vi- no. I don't know. The video starts kind of as like D Frank's diving about 18 feet across the mat. <laughs> so you hit play on this. And yeah, he just had to get in good position and he 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 was just moving. How about that execution? Do you think he like dish soaped up his belly before the match? Like he knew this was coming? There's something in that shirt. Oh my so gosh, if, there has to be. If you need to check this out, go uh Alex Vandenhuten's uh Twitter. I don't know. I think that's the only spot we can find it, right? We retweeted it as well, and then I think Al Venz did. He did. But but yeah, if you're not someone who's super techie, go to Alex Vandenhuten's Twitter account. Click on media, and that will automatically just pull up all the tweets that are videos and pictures, and you can scroll down until you find the sliding pin. Electric. Yeah. Brandon Lundy was right. <laughs> Electric. God, he was right. He nailed it, man. And the other thing, so what is a mat? 32 wide, so that's, what do we got, 16-ish? It, it is the exact amount of feet wide that Taylor DeFrank slid. He, he basically slid the width of the mat. He had two feet out of bounds. By the time he calls the pin in the slide, he's touching the H in Houston. It's impeccable. Incredible. What so, a what a do performance. You, do you think they had like an emergency refing meeting? They and like could've. all the the elder statesmen brought the young refs around and said, All right, the electricity's down. Let's let's raise it up. We need to bring the energy. If you see the opportunity, make sure you're sliding. Who is like the head of all the officials? Do you know? Like at the statewide level? I don't know, but Lundy always refers to the is it ravaging Rick Rude? It might I think be. he's up there. He was there at the section one and three tournament yesterday. I should have asked Rick Rude, but I bet they had an emergency meeting. I here's what I think happened. It's Thursday, probably around three thirty, three thirty three forty five. Rick Rude is, I don't know, he's working on the crossword in the Star Tribune. <laughs> Calls up to Frank, he says, Hey, big moment coming tonight. We need you to deliver. And that's all he says. He hangs up. Defrang has no questions. He knows. He knows big pin. It's his time. <laughs> he knows. Big pin coming tonight. Get the sliding pin call out. Yeah, I'm just going to watch it one more time. See if I see anything new. This is about the 30th time I've seen it today. Just perfect. Absolute perfect. And nice job Owen Denstead, too, for putting yourself in <laughs> position to get that pin. So congratulations. Yeah, congrats. But if there was a JV takes like Espy, this is like a number one a moment of the year. You might have just stumbled into a very, very good idea. Postseason yeah. SBs. I, we should do that. The JV takesies. JV takesies. <laughs> That's actually not bad. We should do that. I like it. I'm well, in. That would be good. That'd be good. We get a committee together. Right I, now, I, okay, we should do a poll. We never actually do polls. You should do a poll. I actually do polls. I just don't tell you about the results. Oh, okay. Because usually they don't go in my favor. <laughs> Bigger moment right now. We have three. Owen oh. Lexfold. Owen pin. Lexfold's pin. Mulhern's pin. The slide pin. <laughs> I'm going slide pin. I, I don't know if I could choose. It'd be tough. I don't know. Well, the the Chatfield pin changed an entire community. It may propel the Gophers to a section title, a state title. Who knows what's in store for Chatfield? But that moment was all sorts of propelling them towards great things. The Owen Lexfold pin against Cass and Manorville. ZM finally put their foot down. 
They said, we're not going to be bullied by KM anymore. This is our year. We want the one seed. We want to put ourselves in position. But Taylor Defrang and the sliding pin, man. How did the gym not explode? I, I was a little disappointed it wasn't a little more rowdy. Yeah. But I wonder if those people hadn't But got it happened so quick. Defrang. <laughs> it did. It was like a gazelle. So... All right. What a moment. What a moment. We could probably spend another 20 minutes on that. We could. But, but we, we could. better. Nice job, Lundy. And in it, You're a change maker. He is. And in other news, apparently there's section team brackets that came out yeah, today. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. I don't now know. that we're electric and ready to go for the, the next week, but uh, this is fun. We could maybe just cover that next week and do another 20 <laughs> minutes on the sliding pin. You got to watch that sliding pin. That's good. That is good. Uh, okay, so I'm on the State High School League. I'm going to pull up Section 1 here. Triple A first, or what do you want to do? I got it right in front of me. I can go through the bracket. Let's do Triple A. I mean, we Triple A is the one that we knew how it was going to kind of shake out, so let's uh, start there. All right, so what's unique about Triple A versus uh, Single A and Double A, Triple A is going to wrestle on Thursday night down to the finals. All the way to the finals because there's only seven teams in that bracket that is correct unless unless this by team that's wrestling um albert lee in the first round is any good i don't think they are maybe it's just a bunch of buys made up from Doveriota. Mm, there's buys from Doveriota. there's also some from pine island there you go i graduated so all right so we got albert lee is the number one seed so they are going to have a free ride to the semis and they're going to take on the winner of Faribault. I didn't know it was Faribault, BA, and Shattuck, St. Mary's. Anyway, so Faribault, Bethlehem Academy, and Shattuck, St. Mary's. Or Rochester Mayo, who is the four seed. So Albert Lee versus one of those two. And then the uh, three seed, Owatonna, is going to take on Rochester Century. And the number seven seed, Rochester John Marshall, is going to take on Northfield. And then those winners are going to duke it out on Thursday night at 7.15 in Northfield Uh to see who goes to the section finals. Logan, are we making predictions? Are you making predictions? Are we just going to talk through this? How are we going to do this? I'm not making predictions. I've You don't want to alienate Albert Lee anymore? I don't want to put my perfect streak on the line. <laughs> I have, Sounds good. I have yet to get a prediction wrong. So I think, why don't we just point out the matchups that are going to be, you know, opening round matchups that could be exciting. So Rochester Mayo against Faribault, they didn't wrestle more than a couple weeks ago, did they? I think they wrestled pretty recently. And by my calculations, Rochester Mayo did win that one pretty handedly. But Faribault could close the gap. I'm interested to see if Rochester Mayo is going to make a push in the semis against Albert Lee if they get to that point. They've been pretty shorthanded for the second half of the season. You know what names we haven't said in a long time, Kyle? It was uh, Juan Cobaruvais. I don't know what's going on there. And Caleb Loomis at well at heavyweight. So... Rochester Mayo is a little bit thin down low and up top because of that. But if, you know, we see those names magically hop in the lineups, Rochester Mayo could be at the strongest they've been all season. And we could see them push Albert Lee if they get past Faribault. So yeah, people this, forget Faribault was a section finals team last yeah. year. And at this point in the year, health is key. Health, health is key. I mean, throughout the year, some things get masked injury, skin issues, missing weight. Yeah, or, um, or like you just being out of shape. Out of shape. Yep. Yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> Glad the audience can see that. So, But you get one chance now, right? And, well, Thursday night, I guess, you're going to have to be ready, dialed in to go. And if yes. uh, 
if there's a little chink or a hiccup there, you just might not have a, have a chance. I love that perspective of one shot. It only takes one shot, right? So if you're a team that's a lower seed, five seed, four seed, I was getting out of control earlier this morning, Kyle, and I looked back at like the 2012 section tournament brackets. ZM was a five seed that year, and they won the section. So it's not out of question. Anybody can win a section tournament at any time. You just got to thread the needle. It takes one big upset in an individual match against a higher-seeded team. You do that a couple times. You can make a name for yourself pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, 20 years later, you're that team everybody's talking about that pulled off the unthinkable. So definitely don't want to sell anybody short. Everybody's got a shot this time of year. The three and six matchup between Rochester Century and Owatonna, that one could be good. Rochester Century's made strides throughout the year. Um, if everything goes chalk on that side of the bracket, Owatonna and Northfield, again, would be electric. I think that was a five-point match last time they met up in Northfield. So I might have to find my way over to that one, Kyle. Do you think the folks of Albert Lee... Is that Lee, a call? No, it's not a call. <laughs> there was a question mark at the end of that. Do you think the folks of Albert Lee would be upset at me if I went to the other section semi? I think they'd be okay. You think they'd be okay? I think. They might forgive you. Okay. And I promise I'll go to the section final. To the finals if they make it? If they make it to the section finals, Albert Lee, I promise I will be there to watch you in the section finals. If I were to pick, I think I would head I would head to Northfield. Just with the way you got, you know, potentially Northfield Owatonna. Well, and also, after driving from St. Paul to Redwood... <laughs> <laughs> to Goodhue, I don't know if I have enough spent our mileage budget. I don't know if I have enough gas in my car to get down to Albert Lee. So this will be a lot of fun. So two o'clock Triple A is going to be sweet, man. I'm excited for Triple A. Albert Lee is obviously they're the favorite, but don't discount Northfield. Don't discount Owatonna or even Rochester Mayo and Faribault. Triple A is going to be awesome. You don't want to make a call? I'm not making a call. All no, right. no, no. Actually, you know what? Let's just say. I'll do it at the end of the episode. <laughs> Stay tuned for the end of the episode. No, we're not doing that. It's too much work. <laughs> okay. So Double A. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and run us through double A? All right. So this is going to follow more of the traditional format where we're going to wrestle the semifinals and the finals down at the Civic Center. Looks like noon on Saturday will be the semis. Two o'clock will be the finals. And they're running all three finals this year at the same time. Yep. I believe they did that oh. last year as well. I'm going to have to clone myself. I don't know how I'm going to watch all three finals and like stay locked in on them at the You're same time. You're going to have to stretch, move, take some pointers on D-Frank on how he moves so quick. You That's know, a good see. point. Yeah. All right. So we got number one seeds in Broda Mazeppa, and they're going to take on the winner of Byron Lake City, a little 8-9 there. That one came down to heavyweight, right? The last time they wrestled? Who was that? Byron, Byron Lake and City? Lake City? It was pretty tight. If you talk for a second, I could find a score. All right. And then... We've got number two spot, Casson Manorville. You're right. It was 33-30. Byron won that one. Yep. So, so yeah, that'll be fun. They're going to take on ZM. Uh, ZM is looking poised to probably make it to the semifinals there. Uh, but uh, it'll be fun. First-round matchup with Byron Lake City. Number uh-huh. two seed, Casson Manorville. And it looks like the winner of Caledonia, Houston, and Wasika. So I believe Caledonia is, what would that be, the seven? Wasik is the 10. I didn't have my formatting very good on my printer here. So winner of that is going to take on Cass and Manorville. Same thing. I think, uh, you know, Cass and Manorville, they're poised to be in the semis as well. So we knew 
one of those teams out of that big jumble mess of teams in the middle was going to fall down. And that actually ended up being Caledonia. However, the vote shook out. We don't have inside information on that yet, but if anyone wants to send it to us, let me know. Um, so Caledonia, they end up in the seventh seed, unfortunately for them, or maybe fortunately for them, depending on how the, how the things end up shaking out. But the six seed, Kyle, or excuse three. me, the three seed. Stuartville. Stuartville is in the three seed. So I'll ask this at the end, but you, did you do some research on when some of these teams made the section? I did. Can, are you, you're not looking at my cheat not, sheet, are no, you? No. Okay, let's do trivia right now. Kyle. All right. When was the last time Stuartville advanced to, I'm not going to say the section, I'm not going to say the Civic Center. Uh, I'm going to say year. the section semis. Was it COVID year then? It was not. I tricked you. you Reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I got thinking about this, though, because I think Stuartville, it hasn't been that long. If I remember right, I feel like they've been here not too far off. A few years? Am I just... 2018. Oh, it has been that long. Which, I don't know. I don't think that's that long, No, I was thinking it it was like within the last three years. Yeah. No, they were were a pretty darn good team in 2018. I think that was a three seed. So this is... This is kind of a fun exercise. Like Cannon Falls made the section semis last year. And I think it was our second or third episode. I recall saying, I don't think Cannon Falls has made it to the section semis in a while. So that's kind of a good accomplishment for them. And they actually hadn't been there since 2014. So it was nine years in between appearances at the Civic Center. And this is actually an achievement. You know what I mean? Like in section one, where there's always four or five six quality teams in each section, I think it actually means something to get to the section semis. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you look at, well, we'll dive into that and shortly, but single A, like Holdingford's a number two ranked team and they'd be the sixth seed in section one. <laughs> a, single A. So yeah, it's an accomplishment. There's so much to unpack right there. <laughs> so Stuartville though, will be taking on the winner of Plainview, Elgin Millville, the sixth seed or the ninth seed in Austin. So we got Plainview and Austin coming over uh, to Stewartville to see who's going to wrestle them in the quarters and try to get a shot at the uh, section semifinals. I have not looked at how Plainview, Elgin, Millville, and Stewartville match up, but that could potentially be a very good quarter because it was only 39-33, Stewartville winning the first time they matched up this year. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That will be good, so... Plainview, when's the last time they've been in the section semis? That is a great question, Kyle. They were there in 2021, so it actually hasn't been too That's long. That's not long. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be a fun fun semifinal. Some of these six, three, four, fives could be a lot of fun actually coming up here in the next uh, few days. Mm-hmm. All right, heading over to Cannon Falls, the four seed, and they are going to take on the, the winner. The buys of Dovriota and Pine are, Island. That's right. Speaking of Pine Island, they're going to take on the winner of Pine Island and La Crescent. Pine Island, the five seed, La Crescent, the 12. What was that one? That was close, right? Cannon Falls beat Pine Island 40 to 25. I don't recall the box score, but my wrestling intuition tells me Pine Island might have been a little bit thin that night. Okay. When is the last time Pine Island's been to the Civic Center? Can I, can I guess? Let me give a little bit of background first. So when I was looking through on the guillotine, they were in single A and track that. wrestling. I was only able to go back to 2009, so I didn't actually see this one f- from my own eyes, from a newspaper article or the guillotine or wrestling history records. But I have someone that informed me of when it was. 
05, 06, somewhere in there. 07, oh, I believe. Oh, 07, too. Yep. I think Ben McPhail's senior, junior year. Gotcha. When he was, uh, he was a monster for them. So it's been a while for Pine Island. Would be super fun to see them back down there. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. That's mm-hmm. what? How many? You do the math. 16. 16 17, 17 years. Something like that? All right. Oh, Either way. Man, I almost got it first try. If we get a Pine Island Cannon Falls, that, that one would be, you know, I know you're going to Northfield. Yep. But I think Pine Island needs to show out for that uh, quarterfinal there. Because if they can pull that off, get to the Civic Center. Are they both at 715? Yeah. They are? No. You're going to have to go to... You're gonna have to go to Northfield. You already committed. I did not commit. That is true. You didn't. What is the? Yeah, they're both yeah, at seven fifteen. Once again, I'm gonna have to clone myself. Yep. Hmm. And this streaming is always a nightmare for postseason. I was trying to. I only went over to Redwood for the girls on uh, Saturday and Friday night. I was trying to stream it, watch the quarters and stuff. Streaming's a nightmare in the postseason. There's. There's, not ideal. No, it's not. So, so all right. So here we got number one seed ZM, number two seed KM. I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's fair to say we might see that in the in the finals. Yep. And I think I said this on the last episode. I'm gonna beat the dead horse here. That potential section final is going to be one of the two best in the state, in my opinion. There's Moundsview and Stillwater and AAA up in section four. That's gonna be a Goliath versus Goliath battle. This is right there with that. This is the second best and versus third best, or however you want to rank these two teams, in the entire class AA. This has the makings of an all-time section final. And uh, Brandon Lundy probably going to be there, right? Working oh, the yeah. officials. He'll be working them. Yeah, I figure. So what does ZM got to do to maintain what they did last time? And what does KM got to do to close the gap and continue their role there's just so many matches in this one that could swing in the other direction we saw a ton of one point matches down low we saw sam moore get a huge third period pin at 113 in a 2-2 match i don't even i don't even know where to start with this one and then when you get up to like 172 that was nordquist and caleb white the first time that matchup could change. The 189 matchup could change. 215 at heavyweight could change. We might not see any. We might only see seven out of 13 matchups staying the same or six out of 13 matchups staying the same. How do you even like predict that? And the other thing too, like, I, I don't know how they'll weigh in. You had insider knowledge on who weighed in who last time, mm-hmm. you know, so that always plays into it. The flip I'm assuming is going to play into it. There's going to be some Right. Kids that can slide in and out. Zam's going to be double weight at 107. So there's going to be a decision to made there. And then last time, they White was double weighed with Swanson at 160. So there's a decision there. They're both double weighed all over the place up top yeah. as long as everyone's healthy. It's just so hard to know what to expect. So as a fan, do you... How do you, how do you watch this match? If you were just going to sit back, put your feet up and watch, are you going to take the box score from a few weeks ago and make notes on who's up or down points, or are you just going to sit back and watch? Cause it's going to be so messy up top that it's not really going to matter. I'm probably going to do the latter. Just sit back yeah, and see what happens. Just because up top, I don't think any of those matchups are going to be the same. 
yeah, I think it's just going to be so different. Yeah, it could. We could see Tucker Buck and Winnie again at heavyweight, but I wouldn't be surprised if who knows and Broda bumps somebody up there. I I don't even know. Yeah, no, it'll be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it is nice to have all three of the duels going on at the same time because it gets that Civic Center going. But how do you look away from this match? Yeah, and that's going to be a tough part. You look away, and all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, agree. Some ZM guy just got pinned. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing, think I'm getting a little bit ahead to single A, but like we can jump to single A. Kenyon, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go single jump a. down to single A, and then we'll talk big picture all yeah, three because we we covered that. So all right, single A. The Chatfield Gophers are the number one seed, and they're going to take on St. Charles or Fillmore Central, Lanesboro, Mabel, Canton. So these are, again, all on Thursday night, 6 and 7.15 starts. Uh, Chatfield, I think, safe to say we expect in the semifinals. Um, well, speak for yourself. Okay. Will, I expect that. <laughs> uh, Kenny Monomingo, they are going to take on the winner of, so Kenny Monomingo is a two-seed winner of Triton and Wabashaw Kellogg. So I think, uh, you know, based on results, Kenyon should be firmly into the semifinals as well. And then this 3-6 matchup, I feel, is a little bit interesting. Where are you going? Oh. <laughs> they must be making something out there. Super Bowl time, huh? <laughs> yeah, there was a blender going in the other room, and I tried to <laughs> soundproof the blender. We got to work on our soundproofing in the uh, studio here. Yeah, we don't have the nice amenities that Al and Josh have in studio, too. They've got some... They've got some pretty illustrious like, space. It also sounds like they got like a mean guard dog. They've got a, someone's trying to break down the door to get into them or something. They've know. got a mean guard dog, and then they also have a doorbell that sounds like beverage is cracking. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> get a lot of traffic in their yard. So, all right, six three. We got Dovriota as the three seed, GMLOS as the six seed. Mm-hmm. This one could be a little interesting. So, if you've followed. Dover results here lately. They've been down a few, it looks like. Um, yeah, again, who's healthy? Who's you know, healthy? Come in into this one and see. And, and GMLOS, I know, has been in the section tournament here, the final four the last, oh, during COVID and stuff. But Dover, you're right. Grand Meadow does have that experience, and they also have working for them. They've wrestled Dover Yoda twice this year already. What was the spread there? Or excuse me, that was LARP. Dang it. Good research, Logan. They have wrestled at least once, though. Yeah, they did, and it was pretty recently, too. So, um, yeah, they have that working for them, so they'll know what to expect. And then if if Dover is, you know, without a couple of kids like they have been the last couple matches, big opportunity there for Grand Meadow. I think of all of the three, six matchups, that one has the potential to be the very best. And, you know, that's saying quite a bit because Plainview, Elgin Millville, and Stewartville had a heck of a duel last time they met. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be good to see who. Again, it'd be just so nice if we had like weigh-ins like posted on like the forum. No, don't do that. Just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> so, but are you saying there would be some people who would do that? <laughs> yeah, there might be. Never. That was a joke. All right. So, anywho, uh, four five. We got uh, Lewiston, Altura, Rushford, Peterson as the four. Good you as the five. So another good, another good one here. You know, they had mm-hmm. no real. Head-to-head this year, so this one will get settled on the mat down in Rushford at 6 o'clock on Thursday and and see who can uh, make it to the semis. And, yeah, a lot of common opponents, but, yeah, this will be fun as well. I agree, definitely. The 3-6 and 4-5 in single A are going to be sweet. If I 
posted the over under at when we're saying upsets, we're saying like a five beats of four or six beats of three. I'm going to post the over under at a half. Would you say? <laughs> oh, so just for this single A? Yeah, just for single A. Would you say there's one upset or two if you had to bet? That's a great question, Logan. I don't know. I would say one. That's my You're guess. You're saying one? Yeah, I would say between the six and the three and the five and the four, I'm going to say there's one of those that gets it done. I freaking roped myself into making a prediction. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to make a prediction. Well, I was I sitting prediction. here. I'm like, I haven't actually seen GMLOS wrestle. I've seen Dover on TV. Uh-huh. Seen Good You, obviously, but have not seen LARP. So uh-huh. that's actually just tricky for me to even uh, speculate on. I have not really seen those three, three of the four. Sure. But no, a lot of fun here. It's been a while since Good You's been in the final four. It's been a while since LARP, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. Good Hugh was there in 2022. Remember they lost to that freight train of a Doveriota oh, team? Oh, got rocked. Yeah. 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 Great Grady Eaton and company. Certain things we try to forget. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time LARP's been there? Wasn't able to find it. So that's been it's, a while. It means pre-2009. And now here they are hosting a first round matchup. So they're, you know, according to seating, they're going to be favored to be back at the Civic Center for the first time in a long time. Yeah. We got to keep in mind they were in Double A for a for a spell as well. Yeah, and then they were Lewiston like in '04. I think '05, '06 is when they went to LARP. Uh, I wasn't alive then, <laughs> so yeah, this could be. I mean, fair to say, might be their first time if they can make it mm-hmm. in program in LARP program history. So that'd be a pretty cool accomplishment as well. Mm-hmm. So big picture, what are we thinking here? I think we can't overlook the other teams in Class A just because Chatfield is the number one ranked team in state and just because Chatfield has ran the gauntlet this year with wins against Shakopee, Cass and Manorville, Zimbrota Mazeppa, because time and time again, we've seen these number one seeds come into Section 1 that are just juggernauts. And they almost have a harder time getting out of the section than they do, you know, up at the state tournament. So don't undersell Kenyon Wanamingo or a healthy Dover Yoda or even LARP or Goodyear for that matter as teams that could push Chatfield. Okay. Does that so seem how, fair? Yeah. So how do you beat a team like Chatfield? <laughs> Logan scouting report. You hope that their bus gets a flat tire <laughs> and they're stuck on the side of oh, I 90. Wow. So you. you <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if you want to beat so them, you just contradicted if you want to beat them, <laughs> you slash their tires. That's what you do. No, but so I think back to like a good comparison would be, I said this one when Joey Majerus was on, when we had him on the 2015 section final between Zimbrota Mazeppa and Kenyon Wanamango. Kenyon was regarded as that number one or number two team in state. It was them in Miniota. People were talking about Kenny Monomingo and Miniota in the state finals. And things started off in that match. There were there was maybe an upset or two down low. I think it was actually an injury default at 126. There was a match that Kenny Monomingo was favored to win. It was it was tight, but I think the Kenyan kid was winning. There was an injury default. Boom. Just like that. Nine point swing. So either slash the tires or injury defaults. 
That's but one in, way to look at it. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, it is, like I said, shaving points where you need to. I think you have to build momentum down low. You know what I mean? If you're going to pull something off like this, you can't wait to, until 145 or 152 to get the party started. You have to pull off a big upset down low or find a way to shave points against a state champion or a state place winner because that's something that energizes a team oh, or absolutely. a crowd as well. Yeah. You yep. get a kid out there that's got a record of 10 and 25 and he goes six minutes with a, a state place winner. That's energizing for the fans. That's energizing for the crowd as well. So. I think, yeah, and I think across all of these classes, A, single A, double A, double A, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, triple A, mm-hmm. we're going to see huge upsets. It happens every year, and and I think it's how teams react. Um, I remember, oh gosh, Eric Sanders years ago, well, this is actually a Chatfield callback. I think they bumped uh, Eric Sanders up all the way up to like, 125 at the time i think he was like a 112 to wrestle jake trogstead and i think trogstead pinned him mm-hmm. you know and things like that happen all the time you get yeah like you said injury defaults how many times do we see something crazy like that Absolutely. you want you want everybody to be healthy and get through it but that's just not the reality sometimes um yeah you just hope everyone gets through it healthy wrestles hard you know we're gonna have some upsets how do you react from that and i think yeah the the way you beat a team like chatfield is you you get them on their back and you keep them there and hope the next guy can do it and you just momentum is a crazy crazy thing uh same thing with this zmkm we've talked about that enough off the mic too it's just like who knows who who would have ever thought that you know owen lexwell would get a big pin exactly you know you and i how many phone calls your text messages did we exchange leading up to that match saying well what if this happens or what if this kid beats this kid and never once did one of us say what if owen lexwell pins jake dutzman and then something like that happens and it completely changes the duel absolutely and then the other thing that we always forget too is just as things get tighter and tighter we kids wrestle different oh yeah 100 percent. yep and coaches coach different everything just changes and you know i think is that the unit back in the day would always post him and big d former Byron coach, I think, would always uh, post on the, the forum about the ghosts of the Mayo Civic Center, you know, and that mm-hmm. it just sometimes feels like it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be, it's, it's just fun. It's just, how do you miss this Saturday? You know, it's just going to be a great time. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be fantastic. So those are 2 p.m. finals, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. So everything will be, all the finals will be at 2 o'clock. Yep. yep. And then for the semis in single A and double A, those are going to be at noon, I'm a big momentum guy in wrestling. So like if you have a great semifinal, you blow out the other team in the semi, or you pull off a last second win or whatever, I think you can ride that into the finals as well. So we have plenty of action to watch. Going to be so hard to watch all three at the same time, but uh, we'll find a way. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So what else we got? That it? That's all I have on my agenda. We got our sponsors. We got our you know, usual Brandon Lundy talk in. <laughs> He's kind of a mainstay now. He kind of is a mainstay. Yeah. Maybe we should get him on. I would love to have Brandon <laughs> Lundy on. I've been a fan of Brandon Lundy since he called you an ankle rider. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we'll do that like after the season to spice it up when we're running out of stuff to talk about. I would love to facilitate a conversation between you and Brandon Lundy. <laughs> I would just sit in the middle, you know, kind of make sure the ball is getting passed back and forth. I can award points like they do on ESPN First Take or whatever it is. So uh, let's make it happen. That could be entertaining. Yeah, we might have to pay like 
Josh and Al royalties, though, if we steal one of their guests. They don't they don't have many. Maybe we could do like a prisoner exchange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they give us Brandon Lundy and we'll let them have Joey for an episode. Yeah, there we go. That would work. That seems good. Yeah. To preview the Simley ZM State Finals. If it happens. All right, you ZM Homer. You're getting a little bit out of control. Oh good. All right. That's all I got. Next week we'll be talking about who's uh making the trip to the state tournament as a team so that'll be a lot of a lot of fun this gonna be a fun episode yep make sure you tune in for that one and thanks for joining us